what would you be willing to do to survive in a hostile new reality? What would you be willing to destroy to find your missing family? And what would you be willing to sacrifice to escape the liminal lands? Welcome to episode three of the Liminal Lands, entitled Little Robin Redbreast. Um, a lot has happened since the last time we talked, dear hypothetical listener. Okay, well, maybe not all that much, but it sure feels like a lot. Let's see. I guess the misfire was caught on tape. So there was the misfire, and then I got a better look at whatever this thing is. The first time I saw it, I thought it looked just like a big cat. And when I first threw open the door and misfired, it still kind of looked that way to me. But then it came rushing at me, and I really don't even know how to explain it. It's not like it morphed. It's not like it changed. It didn't just flicker from one form to the next. I I don't know. It was more like... (sighs) I lack the words to properly describe it. It was like my perspective changed, and suddenly I was seeing it different, seeing more of it or less of it. I don't know. I just know that it was rushing at me on two feet instead of four. Since you're listening to this and you're hearing me record it, you know that I survived. There's no drama. There's no suspense on that. I really feel like I should make up some kind of amazing story, how I valiantly fought it off using nothing but my shotgun as a club and my massive swinging brass balls. But uh, since nobody's going to listen to this, I guess I'm going to go ahead and tell the truth. What really happened is I stood there with my thumb up my ass. And honestly, if it wasn't for luck, it would have got me. I'd be dead or, or worse right now. But as it came rushing forward, this hawk just swooped down in front of its face. It fell back screaming, and I got a half a second to catch my breath. And that half a second saved me. I slammed the door closed and put my back against it. and That's it. That's the amazing story of my survival. I don't know how long I sat there and listened to the thing scream and raise hell. Time is slippery as we've talked, but I do know it was a long-ass time. But eventually the sun came back and the thing disappeared. I hope for good. But then I started recording and here we are. I need to reevaluate some things. You know, my luck may be astronomically shitty, but not even my luck was bad enough to where I picked the only shell that wouldn't fire. Since then, I've done some pretty extensive testing, and I can't get a single shell to fire. And I've tried every gun here. That's just another thing that's gone to shit. But, lucky for me, the Richardsons also bow hunt. So I'm going to take one of their compound bows and some arrows. I really, really wanted to take a crossbow. I mean, I really wanted to. 
But if you've never hunted with it, a crossbow is slow. It takes forever to load one of those bad boys, even if you have a nice cocking device. So that pretty much makes one of them out of the question. My silhouette friend isn't likely to stop and wait for me to load one. So the compound bow it is. I'm also going to take quite a few of the various shells. They may not be potent enough anymore to actually fire, but if there's any potency left in them at all, I've got some uses in mind for them. So I'm packed up and I'm ready to go. I've made up my mind. I'm going north. I'm going towards Mina. I can't stay here any longer. Hell, I've got to find food if nothing else. And I'm not going to be getting any closer to my family sitting here and whimpering like a little coward. Well, I finally made it back to the main part of town. If you can consider a gas station, a post office, and a car wash off the highway town. And I see something now that I didn't notice before. There's marks on some of these buildings. Large, spray-painted on marks that you would almost consider graffiti, but they don't look like any graffiti I've ever seen. To tell the truth, they honestly look more like Egyptian hieroglyphs than anything else. The one on the gas station looks like... Well, there's really no other way to describe it. It looks like a stick figure drawing of a beetle wearing a sombrero. The one on the car wash looks like a rainbow in a triangle. Somehow these things toe the line between being fanciful and darkly ominous. I've got to find food. The last thing I ate was some hummus and crackers that was somehow still good. And that was... Well, it was some time ago at that. I'm not going to hold my breath, but I'm going to check a few more houses around here, see if I can find something to eat. Not even the damn peanut butter is good anymore. Well, I gave up on searching for food and just started heading north. More likely to find something in a bigger town anyways. I'm about seven miles north now, and all I can keep thinking about is the survival rule of threes. Three minutes without air. Three hours without shelter in a harsh environment. Three days without water. Well, those really aren't concerns for me right now. I mean... I'm not exactly holding my breath. There's unused shelter anywhere. Pick a rock. Throw it. There's a house somewhere that you can get in. And around here, it's just littered with rivers and creeks. The one rule of three that keeps popping in my head is three weeks without food. Supposedly, you can survive three weeks without food. And I stress survive because I think that's about all you can do. That's not going to work for me. I have to keep moving. I have to 
find my family. And that's going to take energy. And that means food. I got to figure out something and soon. I have a plan for food. Okay, I've got everything set up. Now I need to just wait and see. And I really hope this works. I've set up a trap. It's based on something I vaguely remember from one survival show or another. See, the problem with traps is bait. Specifically, I have no bait. All the food I can find is beyond spoiled, so that won't work as bait. So I can't use something like that to lure them in. I have seen some fish in the river, but I've got nothing to bait a hook with. And if I can't catch the things that crawl on the ground, or the fish that swim in the sea, that only leaves the fowl of the air. Yeah, I'm going to catch me a bird. The bait in this instance is just a place to perch. See, I've got my trap set up out in the middle of a pasture. It's basically just two sticks, kind of notched, so that they kind of fit together. You've got one stuck in the ground, the other kind of goes across it towards the top, making like a, a lopsided cross. The idea is that this bird, flying across this pasture, sees a nice little perch to rest that's up and safe, away from all the predators. He lands on his perch, which is barely holding on, and his weight makes him fall. You've got a noose on the branch. See, I told you paracord was good for something. And when it falls, it takes the bird with it, noose tightens, voila. So with just a couple of sticks, the aforementioned paracord, and my trusty knife, hopefully I've created a way to catch dinner. Now, I wait. Okay, hypothetical future listener, what we have here is kind of a, a good news, bad news situation. The good news first is that my idea is basically sound. Birds actually do land on the perch. The bad news is I've done something wrong. I've had three or four of those little brown birds land on it so far, and I think they are a little too light to trip my mechanism. But I did have a large red bird land on it, and I know it was heavy enough. I know it was heavy enough because it worked. It triggered the trap. But something is wrong with my string. Honestly, all I managed to do was startle the little thing. Maybe I slightly inconvenienced it as it went about its day. I've got to rework this. I have to make this work. So I've done a little testing, and I've decided it's the paracord is just too stiff. It doesn't want to tighten up and pull. So I cut into it, and I pulled out some of the inner strings. Made a better, lighter noose out of it. 
but that isn't the only thing I've done. I've actually kind of reworked the entire trap. I don't think the bird is what's supposed to fall. I think a heavy weight is. So I went to a nearby barn and found some scrap metal and I rebuilt the whole damn thing. Now, when a heavy enough bird lands, he's gonna unset the heavy weight I have. It's gonna knock it off. That should pull the noose tight around its feet and provide me with a meal. Even after reworking it, those little brown birds are still too light to... Oh, oh shit, it worked. I'm sorry, little guy, but I have to eat. You know, there actually is more meat on one of these guys than you would think. It's not enough. And all you can really get off of it is the breast. But, my trap did work well enough, and I managed to catch three of them. Hopefully, that'll be enough calories to last me for a while. But I am facing another problem. I've got to have a fire to cook them. I've been trying ten minutes so far. I've almost used up all the fluid in my little disposable lighter, and the wood absolutely does not want to catch. It just won't stay lit. And I am not eating this raw. It's like the wood's going bad too. Just like all the food. But I do have one more trick up my sleeve. These bullets may not have fired, but I bet the powder in them still has some life left in it. I'm going to take three of these apart. Try and use them. Oh yes! Oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, I'm finally going to be able to eat. Sorry. Uh, I gotta go. Time to cook some bird kebabs. Jason hasn't called me back yet, but it's a long way out there, and there isn't really any reception. Yeah, I know, but all we can really do is wait. Renee wants to talk to you for a minute. I'll let her talk to you, and I'll call you as soon as I hear from Jason. Okay. Love you. Bye. Renee, here's Grandma. Thank you for listening. This episode of The Liminal Lands was written by Wayman Alexander and performed by Wayman and Bridget Alexander. Okay, I want to thank you for listening. I also want to say a few things, but you won't be missing any of the story or anything of real importance if you want to just skip this and go on to the next episode if it's been released. 
When I started doing all of the research on how to distribute a podcast, I came across a lot of places that suggest putting in what they called a call to action segment. I guess that's the equivalent of YouTubers saying, you know, smash that thumb or ring that bell or whatever. And basically you're supposed to ask for reviews on iTunes or Spotify or whatever. I have something to say about that. This entire thing is basically a passion project of mine from start to finish. I've never tried to do anything like this before, and I'm sure that probably shows. I'm learning, and hopefully I'm improving in my editing, my acting, my storytelling, all of that. While I don't plan on making money off of this, so I don't need the reviews for that, I would really appreciate your feedback, constructive criticism, or whatever else you have. And leaving a review is one way to do that. But, other than that, you can also contact me at theliminallands at gmail.com. And as long as you're pleasant, I will respond. Sometimes it takes me a little bit to check my mail, but I will respond. Again, I just want to say, if you've made it this far, thank you for listening. Story, say thank you. Thank you. River, say thank you. Thank you. Please come back in a week for the next episode. <laughs>